0: through through this or that or you know putting yourself in someone else's shoes it's so powerful and i know it's helped me on my journey and that's one of the biggest things i love about this program is being able to help kids out on the cultural side not not only the financial literary side everyone uh welcome to the compound mindset episode eight this is the first one we're gonna have a guest on so thank you for joining vince (laughs) it's a cool surfer now right is that the the california thing? surfs up um now i'm excited about this one vince is a good friend of mine and he's done some doing some amazing things so i'm excited to kind of dive into that but as we do on every compound mindset podcast let's just hop into a wisdom moment quickly I'm a big fan of this word, so that's why I wanted to use it this time with fiat, fiat money. Um, I think it's the creatures at Jekyll Island talk a little bit about this. It's about how the um the Fed Federal Reserve was created, or in theory. Um, but anyway, bottom line is up until I think it was like nineteen seventy-two, as everybody I'm sure was was aware of, you know, the US currency was backed by gold. Well then over the past what 50 years, there's no backing, and as we can see right now, they're just printing money left and right. So fiat money is basically it's just not backed. It's it's fictitious. It's just a piece of paper. It's as valuable as they say it is. There's no backing to it. That's not like hey, for this five dollars, give me five dollars worth of gold or or iron or whatever it is. It's just a piece of paper that we assign value to. So uh, that's fiat money, and that's what the U.S. currency is right now. So. Um, yeah, let's dive into things. I want to, uh, like I said, I want to talk, to about, talk about Vince um, and talk to him about a few things. Um, but let's start off with, tell me who Vince Dawkins is.
1: Man, that's a, <laughs> that's a loaded question right there. I don't want to incriminate myself. <laughs> uh, no, Vince Dawkins, um, I'm a father. I'm a husband. Uh, I'm a believer of God. Um i'm passionate i 'm competitive, and I really want to genuinely help people um if I could just put myself in a nutshell that 's who I would say i am
0: that's awesome and uh he doesn't just say that we'll dive into it in a minute I have a, another question or so for him first, but he really does want to help people and he does it He was doing it under the radar for a while but we'll we'll hop in that in a second but uh just tell me a little bit. I want to hear a little bit about your real estate journey because I know you have a W-2 job, yeah. but over the past, what, two or so years, mm-hmm. been trying to build your portfolio and your passive income, so talk yeah. a little bit about that. Sure.
1: So uh, I tell people sometimes I, I got into real estate on accident, so I'll go all the way back to 2016. I used to live in Minot, North Dakota, I uh, know <laughs> that's kind of... Yeah, where? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows where that's, that's at, but I'll, I'll give you a tip. Um uh, it's about negative twenty. That's the average winter temperature in my North Dakota is about negative twenty degrees. So, um,
0: yeah, I'm it's crazy. glad I don't know that area. Then, yeah, That's exactly.
1: <laughs> so uh, I lived there, my wife and I. Um, at that time, I think we only had two children. Um, and you know, it just got to the point where I was like, uh, I don't think I want to spend the rest of my life in Minot, North Dakota. <laughs> so we started looking into relocating and the current, the W-2 that I had at that time, um, we found out that there was a branch that was opening up in Charleston, South Carolina, actually Somerville. And we decided to go ahead and just, you know, take that opportunity and move. Um, at that time, the oil Uh, price of oil was not the same as it was before. So the market shifted there and what we paid for our house, we were not able to sell it for that. Mm -hmm. So at that point I had a decision I could either take a loss or I could hold Mm -hmm. on to it and uh, be a real estate investor and start renting out the property. And that's what I eventually did Mm because I didn't want to take the loss out. So that was like my first step into investing still at that point. I really didn't consider myself as an investor. I just considered myself as like a landlord or something like that, even though I had a property manager. But I still didn't really know a whole lot. Um, fast forward, 2020 came and, um, you know, a lot of aspirations and a lot of businesses were start started during the pandemic. And, you know, I knew that I wanted to get out of the rat race eventually. Um, it's funny. Um, When I was a kid, you were talking about Dream Again. I Mm -hmm. said I wanted to be an entrepreneur just because I seen like Jay-Z and people like Mm -hmm. that that talked about (laughs) entrepreneurship. I didn't really completely understand what it was, but that's what I wanted to do. So I wanted to get out of the rat race, wanted to gain financial freedom, you know, listen to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is kind of a catalyst for a lot of investors. And in 2020, I signed up for a real estate uh, course virtually make real estate real Um, you know i like eric thomas the motivational speaker we talk about him sometimes he's connected with a guy named jamal king who's the one that you know started that course so it was really good because it gave me confidence and you know showed me an example of somebody doing it and how they were able to provide for their family and in turn uh, gave me the basics um, but even though after I had the basics, I still needed to be able to apply it. So after I got that knowledge, I started listening to Bigger Pockets, then started listening to REI Central podcasts. Uh-huh. So oh shoot!
0: Before
1: <laughs> even knew Dan, it's kind of crazy how things come full circle. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually, I seen that hey, they're having meetups, and then I started going to the meetups. Um, once I got into meetups, I started meeting real people who were doing the things that I wanted to do. And, um, just got in the room, um, started making relationships, started learning a little bit more, asking questions. And then I got with Clear Vision Coaching, mm-hmm. um, and then that's really where it took off.
0: 2020, was that was in last year or the year before you um, did?
1: I started Clear Vision Coaching probably in like 2021, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe six months after really trying to find a deal, I found one and, Actually, Dan and I, we partnered on our yeah. first flip and it was a success. That was a good flip. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one, yeah. And the rest is history, yeah. you know. So um, I've learned a lot in those two to three years. And, you know, as I've kind of grown and went through the journey, I have a better understanding of really what I want to do and what my path and journey looks like as an investor. But, you know, it takes a little bit of trial and error and mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of, you know, learning what is for you because. Everybody has, even though investing is investing, everybody has a different strategy mm-hmm. and everybody has a different goal and a different end game. So, um, that's really kind of how I got started and uh, I'm still going.
0: Now, I think this is important for people to hear, um, people at all levels probably be watching this, but you went from one unit in 2016, frozen at that for a while. How many do you have right now? Um, as far as units uh, i have about 13 13 units and really most of those what last 18 to 24 months yeah 13 units in 18 to 24 months so it's funny on how i bring that up because it's funny on how like that that compounding happens mm-hmm. like once you get one or two and all of a sudden it gets addicting and, and they just fall in order and i know one of them i think one of your properties has what, seven units yeah they partners with someone mm-hmm. on but it's just cool on how like that that trickle effect, you just get you get that ball moving and the inertia gets, gets that, uh, you know, builds that portfolio up. That is, uh, that's amazing. Obviously, um, Vince and I know each other through real estate and that's how we got to become friends. But way more importantly, I remember I was having a conversation with you, geez, must be like a year and a half ago now, right? And I'm talking to Vince and I'm like, hey, I really want to help the youth. Like, I really want to mentor the youth. I really want to like figure something out. He's like, yeah, this is this, this, this cool thing. He's like, and way more modest than actually. He's like, yeah, this is it's called the Impact Program. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So he's like, yeah, I've been doing it since 2017. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I was like, who runs it? Like, how does that work? He's like, I run it. I'm like, so you started this? He's like, yeah, the Impact Program. I said, so modest. Like, he doesn't even tell me he started it. He created this awesome thing. He has about, I don't know, 12 or 14 kids. He's been helping himself, doing everything himself, and... I just remember I, I asked him i said can i be a part of this and i remember you said yeah and i was like let's make this oh let's blow this thing up 501c3 status last year and my wife and me help jake and uh giselle his wife helps and you and shantae and now we got six of us really blowing this up but but talk to me a little bit about that because I, I just thought that was actually just the most humble thing you could do is oh yeah i got this uh thing where i just help kids out
1: <laughs> yeah um it was funny how, how that conversation took place because um, I'm not, you know, honestly, I probably should do more as far as like promoting it and getting mm-hmm. it out there. But I really do it just to, you know, my my thought process is I'm not really focused on quantity. I'm more focused on quality. So even the group of kids that I got, I'm, I'm OK, even if it was five kids, i would be yep. good with that. Just because I want to really make an impact and really help them and really kind of mold them and and not just be there for a moment, but really kind of be a, a figure in their life for a lifetime. You know what I mean? Even when they're fifty and mm-hmm. I'm seventy, I still would have still want them to call me on the phone and
0: i maybe give them some advice or something like that. Wait, when they're fifty and you're seventy? I think you did your math wrong yeah, right? because yeah. you're a lot older <laughs> than your mid twenties. We'll go with that. Who's counting? But, um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, with that being said, um I've started doing it in twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. I I got the inspiration. I, I say it's a vision, you know, a divine vision that was given to me from God. And, you know, when I was growing up as a kid, I was involved in sports and I had some some good male figures in my life, my dad, uncles, cousins, things like that. And I still to this day remember things that they taught me and remember experiences that I had with them. And, you know, what you begin to realize as you get older, that not everybody has those people in their lives. Mm -hmm. So I kind of had an example of it being implemented at the church that I went to when I was in North Dakota. They had something called uh, uh, Boys Day or the Boys Club or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I remember uh, the pastor of that church, he would always say, because it was it was a military base, so people were kind of always transitioning in. He would say, "If you did, if you don't do anything more than what I've done here, you're a failure." And I don't necessarily agree with that, but <laughs> I understand. Get the, the point. point. Yeah, the point is he's laid the blueprint, the foundation. We should be able to build off of that. So that stuck in my mind, and then you know started going to a church here locally, and the pastor uh, she was just very opening and very welcoming. And I told her kind of what was on my heart, you know, because it was an idea that I had maybe for about six months. And I was like, it would be really cool if I could just, you know, spend time with kids and just kind of mentor them, kind of lead them in the right direction and spend time with them, do field trips and things like that. And I wasn't not expecting this, but she was like, go ahead. Like, (laughs) it was just just how I answered you and said that, yeah, I I run it. (laughs) It was just like that. She was like, yeah, well, you can do it here. And I was like, wow. I was like, well, the thing that I was asking for is now given to me. So I have two decisions. I could either just um, have analysis paralysis or I could just go ahead and take action and do it. It's pretty much like, you know, giving the keys to someone and saying drive. Yeah. So that's how I started. And, you know, I started kind of game planning and having some different ideas. And I think we started off with maybe like seven or eight kids that were local at the church And we just started meeting up once a month. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we really were trying to... One thing that I really wanted to ingrain in them is exposure. Being exposed to different walks of life, different experiences. Because the world is so much bigger than North Charleston or Goose Creek. Um, Me, being in the military, I've had the opportunity to experience... Um, living in, in Japan for a couple of years and, and being able to see the world in a completely different lens. So I wanted to afford those same opportunities and that same mindset to the children. So now when they grow up and become adults, they're much more prepared and much more resourceful.
0: Yeah. And I love, I mean, one of the things you just said, I absolutely love us just asking the question, you know, we all, I have the best idea. I have this, I have that, but you just Told it to someone. You put it out in the universe, and it came back. And yeah. she's like, "Let's do it. Let's." I think it's a great idea. And Vince and I talk about this a lot. About not just Vince and I, the whole the whole uh, group of us, the whole board. About how in life, like it's so easy. And how many people you you're born in a small town, you grow up in the small town, you marry in the small town, you stay in the small town, and you don't get out and see the world for what it is. Yeah. And I know that was one of the things that really sparked my interest on where your mind was at. We were very connected on just exposing to different cultures because I know my opinion is this and I think you agree with me and correct me if I'm wrong that the more cultured I feel like I am, the more I'm accepting, the more I'm not judging, the more I, I could see it from someone else's view. It's very easy to say, I don't know, when when the war is going on in mm-hmm. you know Iraq or Iran uh, you know Iraq or or when you know Russian conflict right now or whatever is going on it's very easy to just take one side cuz this is the world we live in mm-hmm. but to really be cultured and say hey maybe these people are going to through this or that or you know putting yourself in someone else's shoes it's so powerful yeah. and I know it's helped me on my journey. And that's one of the biggest things I love about this program is being able to help kids out on the cultural side, not not only the financial literary side, obviously the health, the um, giving back or making the world a better place in that part of it. But it's that cultural because hopefully that just helps with the hate. It helps minimize the hate because when you could put yourself in shoes or when I put myself in someone else's shoes, it's a lot easier for me to say, hey, I used to be an asshole, you know, like. I was so close minded, you know, now that I'm starting to understand it from another person's perspective, it's helped me be a better person. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't the best kid. I'm on the second chapter of my life. I'm going to be a lot better this half than the first half. But it's I think one of the reasons is because I wasn't as I wasn't not cultured, but I definitely wasn't as cultured as I am now. I definitely wasn't as open minded. And I and I love that about this program. And I'd love for you to talk. I know we have like four pillars. So it's basically each quarter we do something different. Do you want to talk about each of those? Sure.
1: Yeah. One thing I wanted to say too about exposure and, and being open to different cultures is like you said, it gives you a different perspective. I think it also gives you a better opportunity to add value too, because now you understand them a little bit better and you understand where they're come from. You can communicate better and you may be able to connect with them in a, in a better way too. Um, and, You know, before I go into the pillars, I just want to say that, and this is, you know, we're talking about the nonprofit that I started, but this is a lesson in life in general. Um, Take action. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you don't even need to know where it's going to end up, or you don't even need to know all the steps and all the technicalities on what it's going to take to do it. Um, You know, you just got to start. So now we're a lot more structured. We're a lot more refined. But even in 2017, even though I had, I mean, I had an idea of what what I wanted to do, but I didn't have the same organization that we do now. But mm-hmm. we had to start somewhere because if we didn't start in 2017, we wouldn't be where we're at now.
0: Yeah, think about the relationships you've built for those five years. So now that we can offer a little bit more because we're combined as a team mm-hmm. I see the connection you have with those kids and it's taken a little over a year for us to start to get that connection yeah. so you built a great foundation
1: yeah. yeah. so as far as going into the pillars um, we, we focus on a different core value each quarter of the year um, the first one is culture slash arts and humanity we want to get them familiar with other walks of life uh, because this world is a lot bigger than what they see currently so we want to prepare them and you know we want them to be able to be productive citizens and connect and navigate and, you know, do business with people that don't look like them. Um, also, you know, the second pillar is health and wellness. Um, especially most of the kids that we have are African American, but I mean, it's open to anyone, but, uh, we have an obesity problem in the African American, um, community. Um, America in general does too, but, um, it's really important because, Health and wellness helps you. We focus on mental health. Uh, We Mm -hmm. focus on physical health as well, exercising, things of that nature. Um, The third pillar is financial literacy, which is important for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we talk about that a lot in the compound mindset. And then the fourth one is, you know, being a part of your community, giving back to the community and making the world a better place. So that's what we focus on. Those are things that, you know, collectively as a group, uh, we talked about this before we rolled it out. And these, you know, this is what we narrowed it down to, which is very important to us. And coincidentally, it really kind of connects with compound mindset yeah. values.
0: It does. Uh, and, and I mean, I just, I mean, that's how the world works, yeah. right? It's just all, all connects. And I, I mean, I just want to point out a few cool things we've done. Like we had this guy come and we played Nerf bow and arrow against each other for health. And we had a nutritionist come. I thought that was... Yeah awesome when she's talking about the colors and how the colors of fruit help different areas of your of your body Mm -hmm. and and the kids are really enjoying that and for financial literacy one time we we gave everybody a chance to pick their job and then do you want the mansion the average house or the shack do you want or the condo do you want you know a lamborghini are you okay with the hyundai and it was really cool because after they spent their money we had an actual like store where they could buy things. And I just remember it was, I won't say names, but yeah. one of the kids, she's adorable. She's younger. And she comes up and, and I look and I'm like, you have negative $2,000 in your account. You can't buy anything. Right. <laughs> so that she had to go back and she returned, I think the Louis Vuitton purse or whatever yeah. she had purchased, you know, um, but it was, uh, it was just really cool things like that. My wife's Russian and her mom and her got to talk about the Russian culture at one of these events. And, So it's not even just that we try not to preach. We try to show them, like do cool things to show them how to grow in all four of those areas. I think it's amazing what you did. And I, I, my next question, I want to hear like, where's your vision at where it goes now. And just so everybody here knows, he doesn't know these questions. So I'm (laughs) throwing these at him without him being ready for
1: them. I love that question because I think about it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to be real transparent with you guys. I would love to do impact as my full time career. Okay. If that's even a word, it's not even a career Mm -hmm. to me. It's more of a lifestyle, but that would be amazing. You know, I'm still going to have passive income and still, you know, work in real estate, but my main focus would be on this. I would love, you know, to, and that's, that's where I'm trending. Um, And one thing that I really want to do, and we're going to do it, is I want to be able to take all the kids, 15, 20, however many we have at the time, and take them on like a week, one or two week trip abroad. (laughs) I'm in. Whether that's (laughs) Italy, Africa, Mm -hmm. um, Dubai, wherever we go. um, I think that's the next step, you know, because we're talking about it and we're exposing them and opening up their mind. But until you actually physically get them out of the country and and show them how other people live um, outside of social media and what they see on TV, I think that's when it's really going to click. So
0: I love it. That, we're doing that. Reason. You heard that. That's that's not a oh, I want to. That's, no, that's uh, putting happen. on the board. Yeah, that's that's going to happen. We're going to work towards that.
1: Yep. That's awesome. Absolutely. I, I,
0: I love that. I didn't know where you are going to go with it, but I absolutely love it. Um, and now it's nice to know that. I, anything I can do to help achieve that. Um Tell us a story about a big win with impact.
1: A big win with impact. Okay. I I got a couple. It's it's hard to just pick one.
0: Of course. Yeah. Um,
1: I want to start by going with the good and the bad because Mm -hmm. when you're actually fully, when you're all in, 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 you know, these mentees life or these children's lives, there's going to be ups and downs with each child. Um, we've had instances where we've had people, our kids, that have been in you know, trouble, like criminal, criminal trouble. But the fact that they still trust us, you know, being there and being by their side and not saying, oh, you got in trouble. I have nothing to do. Like, it's not about that. Like, no matter where you're at in life, we're still here with you. Mm-hmm. I think that was cool that we could show that. And then it can be reciprocated and and show that they appreciate it, and that they really, you know, trust in us. And it was just a good feeling to be there and support them, not only when things are going well, but in times of adversity as well. On the other hand, we've had success stories where a couple, actually three of the students in Impact, they've joined the military. Mm -hmm. One. Uh, Two of them, well, one of them joined the Navy, I think, one of them joined the Air Force. And right now we have a current member. um, She's actually in the Army National Guard. That's
0: awesome. So that's
1: cool to be able to, you know, see them having success stories and and moving, doing something positive with their life. Um, The biggest thing that really puts a smile on my face, though, is how excited they are to actually be there. It's not like, Pulling teeth. It's not like oh, I got to go there like their parents aren't making them go there like the kids are Driving their parents to take them there. Mm-hmm. and um, they're always asking. What's the next impact? What are we doing next? Like just? G- getting them interactive and them being excited about being there like that's rewarding to me and it makes me want to keep going
0: And you can really see that there are a couple kids that we've been you know doing some things where we try to track their progress where their minds at really really getting to know them and a few of the the kiddos that I was unsure about really opened up yeah. at, at, um, an event that we had and really dove deep and some of them needed some help. They might, and, and some help, just getting them to their goals that they're trying to hit. And it was really cool, just really connecting with them. And I'm glad you started this and you could see the impact it's been having. Um, I want to pivot away from the impact program and go to another, um, couple other things about your life but i want to ask you is there anything else you want to chat about the impact program To really tell people maybe tell them how you know how can they donate how can they help out like you know.
1: yeah exactly um yeah we have a website impactcharleston.org. um that's probably going to be the best place to be able to see what we're doing and keep up to date with us uh, we're always accepting donations um and volunteers as well we're a 501c3 um you know, if you are going to volunteer, uh, there is a background check required, mm-hmm. but we're more than happy to have you come help us and, and share experiences with us. Um, yeah, so Dan is actually on the fundraising mm-hmm. side, so you can always get in contact with him as well if you want to donate. Yeah. Um, one other thing I wanted to say is one of the our big initiatives this year, too, is implementation mm-hmm. and application. So we talk about our goals, right? But just like we have coaches, we're kind of a coach to our our mentees and we're trying to help them bridge that gap. So if you say you want to be a computer programmer, or if you say you want to be a real estate investor, we're saying, OK, you want to be a real estate investor. We are going to connect you with an opportunity, whether that's a meetup or whether that's uh, an internship with a person. We want to turn, help you turn this into a reality. And sometimes people need their hand held or maybe they need just kind of a a nudge or a push. And that's what we're working on right now.
0: Yeah. And it's been fun because we have people that want both of those. And we're trying to help them out with that path, that avenue to get them to those areas. So super exciting. Um, So Vince has three kids of himself, works a full-time job trying to do impact program, running businesses, investor, what challenges have you overcome with all these different things being thrown at you? Sir, like, I mean, you got so much stuff hitting yeah. you on a daily basis. You're—I don't know how you're in all these different places. You're doing media. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you stretch the day? Do you have 40 hours in your day where most people have 24? Like, how do you do this? Are there two Vinces? Man, <laughs>
1: you, you're telling my secret. <laughs> a- <laughs> now everybody knows I have a clone. <laughs> I just try to be very intentional about mm-hmm. how I'm gonna spend my day. Um what's worked for me is I get up really early in the morning. Um with me having kids and a wife, they demand a lot of my time, my W-2 demands a lot of my time, and what I'm passionate about, the impact in the real estate, um I have to make time for that too. So um I wake up probably about four o'clock, sometimes four thirty in the morning. And that's when I get a lot of the important stuff out of the way so I can go ahead and start my day and serve other people, right? So, but I got to still take care of myself. So that's one thing that I do. Um, One of the challenges has been time. One of the challenges has been focus. But um, I have good people in my life that love me. I have good friends. I have a supporting cast in the real estate community and they, they help me, you know, whether it's... Um, affirmation, whether it's just having good talks, whether it's just helping me kind of get back in the right mindset. um, That's it. Um, My model is just keep going and just keep moving forward. Um, Even if we fall for it, you know, just keep progressing. Um, I'm not really on a timetable saying that, hey, I got to do this by this amount of time. I think sometimes you can kind of psych yourself out doing that. I know where I want to be. I know what my goals are, and I'm just going to keep Moving the needle
0: every day. I love that. That's awesome. Cause I know you definitely um with all that going on, I know you've had to overcome some adversities and I just love hearing that. And well all right. In life in general, tell me one of your greatest accomplishments.
1: Hmm. One of my greatest accomplishments. That's a tough one. See, just
0: to show <laughs> you. Hey, um, what, what hit you up top of your head? Anything in life?
1: One of my greatest accomplishments is really just being a father to my children. Um, and not just being a father, but just being able to be involved. Like today, I went to their fit. One of, I, been, I went to my son's field day two days ago. I went to my daughter's field day today. And I'm coaching my son's football team. Just really being in their life and being able to enjoy every moment with them and kind of shape and mold them, um, that's one of my biggest accomplishment, uh, accomplishments. I really take pride in, you know, I'm going to toot my own heart on this one, being a good dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's probably one of the most difficult jobs in the world is being a parent. And I think, you know, I'm doing a pretty good job at it. So I think yeah. that's probably one of my biggest accomplishments. The second one is probably, I would say, impact.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. And And you can tell he's a good dad. I mean, it's just at the impact event, you can just see him with his kiddos and how close they are and like the respect. I think one of the hardest things about parenting that I'm so nervous about is like I'm just hoping I'm raising Naya right to be respectful and be a good person. And I could see you've definitely instilled that in your kids, so I'll be picking your brain. I hate that phrase, but picking your brain on that one. What I'll say, (laughs) what I'll say with
1: that is Mm. one of my biggest things with children and youth in general is they don't always do what you say, but they're going to do what they see. So as long as, you know, I mean, you're a good guy, you know what I mean? So as long as they see how you interact with people, that a lot of times that's how they're going to approach interacting with people and being respectful too.
0: I love that. Yeah, you're right. I mean, just picking up now, just little things that she does. She sees me do something and does something mm-hmm. at 17 months. Never mind, you know, as as they grow. That makes yeah. sense. Um, tell me one of your biggest fears.
1: To be honest, one of my biggest fears is not being in my child's life. Mm. So, um, growing up, I'm I'm from Akron, Ohio. I'm from the inner city. He knows LeBron. (laughs) 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 So, uh, my father, um, you know, he was a good dad, but he also had multiple kids by multiple women and you know, I wanted to go the different route. I wanted to be in my kid's life and really have strong relationships with them. And, you know, I've seen instances where, you know, people, um, you know, whether it's getting a divorce or what, whatever happens in their life, they don't have strong relationships with their children. And that's one of my biggest fears. So, you know, even if, you know, my wife and I work together, which that's not what I plan on. I still would make sure that I would be in my child's life because I couldn't imagine just not, you know, putting birthing or, you know, contributing to birthing a kid and just not having anything to do with them or not having a connection with them or having a relationship with them. That's one of my biggest fears.
0: Thank you for being vulnerable there. I like that. That's a good answer. Um, If money wasn't a concern, I think I kind of know this answer. We've talked a lot about it on this, but how would you make the world a better place?
1: I would make the world a better place. I would continue doing impacts, um, but I would just, other than spreading wealth, I would also want to spread knowledge and information, and I would also want to show compassion to people that, that need it. Um, you know, whether that's somebody that needs to just talk. You know what I mean? I would want to have time and freedom to be able to help people that I'm led to help. You know, you can't save everyone, right? But if each person does their part, I think that, you know, the world would be a better place. So if money was not an option, I would try to enrich other people's lives. And I'm currently listening to The Strangest Secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Lee at The Legacy mm-hmm. uh, Mastermind. He put me onto that. And there's one thing in the, in that, uh, that speech by Earl Nightingale. He says, in order to be rich, you have to enrich. So I don't see riches as just money. I see it as abundance in all different areas. Just kind of like the compound mindset. Mm-hmm. I want to be abundant in everything. Um, there's also um, Eric Thomas. He had a video that he put out probably like five years ago. You can look it up on YouTube. The title of it is called Triple Double. So um, even my Instagram name says Triple Double. Um, And that concept is being well-rounded, being good and just want more than one thing. I don't want to just have a whole bunch of money and just be a terrible person, right? I don't want to be in great shape, but be broke. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I want to be... Hitting it, you know, um, and sometimes it's a juggling act. Sometimes your health may slip, but you got to have self-awareness and and do what you can to get that ball back up to the top. Yeah. So that's that's really what I'm about is is just trying to, uh, you know, just trying to be a good person, trying to take care of myself, trying to take care of others around me, and um, just continue to build
0: a legacy. I, I love that. I mean, because if you're not right in those areas of your life, it's going to be hard to be a good dad yeah. or be a good mentor to the kiddos. Exactly. So, There's one thing yeah. that he
1: says in that in that video. Um, he's talking about Tim Duncan, the basketball mm-hmm. player, and he's not the flashiest player. Um, he's not the most popular player, but he's, like, the most consistent. He does. He rebounds well. He scores well. He plays good defense. And he's like, Eric Thomas is like, they trade people that score 30 points but have – one assist they trade people that you know have 10 rebounds but zero points but if you're hitting like all those different levels like you're adding value in the marketplace like you're not going to get traded like you're solid
0: so that's how i try to live my life i love that such a great answer yeah thanks um a couple more for you we'll wrap this up but uh one last question just for you and then we have a few questions that we're going to be asking all of our guests um Compound mindset, we talk about compounding every area, you know, all the six areas of your life on a constant basis. How do you currently help exponent exponentially compound those areas of your life? Like, whether it's health, wealth, relationships, spiritual, personal growth, making the world a better place, how do you personally succeed at kind of growing in all those areas, as you've just mentioned?
1: It's funny. I mean, like you said, it's full circle, like even before I knew about the compound mindset, when I plan my goals for the year or if I have a vision board or whatever it may be, I'm usually planning goals in each of those areas. So I have a spiritual goal. Okay. I have a financial goal. I have a business goal. I have a family goal. Um, I have a, um, a goal for making the world a better place. Um, and I have a health and fitness goal. Nice. My you really do
0: and, hit all of them. My yeah. health and fitness goal
1: <laughs> is to run a marathon this year. Yeah. My spiritual goal is to um, read the, the Bible and to pray every morning and to meditate every morning. Um, my goal with my family is to um, have a date night with my wife
0: at least one Once a month Love and, that. and to also have
1: a date night with my children once a quarter individually, because sometimes as a parent, you know, you don't get to spend that quality time with just one of them. Um, you know, my business goal is, you know, real estate and increasing my portfolio, my passive income. Um, what's the other one making the world a better place is just to continue to progress mm-hmm. the impact program and to continue to grow that. Um, and do great things in that. Um, so, I like yeah, it. that's, 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 and then I keep my, by setting your goals, now you got to hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. to those goals. So, in order for me to hit all those things, I have to come up with a solid game plan on what I want to accomplish, and then I just continue to revisit my goals, and I have instruction in a way to where it's helping me to not just be, not overcompensate in one area, but to I don't want to use the word balance, but to, um, you know, be even and be neutral.
0: Yeah, be able to pivot when needed. Because it's it's hard to always be, you know, sometimes you have to focus on wealth for a little bit, make sure you build that foundation and then back off a little bit and then go pivot to another area. I think it was Ethan King um, that had mentioned something about, and I could be wrong, but I think it was him, about like, he doesn't try to balance his life. It's more of like a plane. And you ever see those all those levers, like one goes up a little bit, one goes down, one goes up and... And that was a great way to explain it. It's like, all right, I'm going to lift a little bit of health up, which I'm doing right now. Yeah. Down six pounds, by the way. Doing good, man. Thank you, thank you. Um, I had to lift the health up a little bit, and I put my finance down a little bit. Mm -hmm. I trusted my team for that part of it, so Mm -hmm. I can make sure my health is there. And it's and it's kind of cool when you're trying to think of it that way. It's like everybody's like, oh, balance. Nothing's balanced. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to balance life. It's just (laughs) not going to happen. But as long as you're pivoting and adapting and understanding. Exactly. Um, that's a great analogy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really was. Shout out, Ethan. Um. All right, compound round. I'm gonna ask you a few questions. Just nice, uh, yeah, little game. I want, I want to, I want a 46.5 second response. Just like, (laughs) I want to no, but just uh, you know, maybe a minute or two. Just give me a, what is your definition of success? Mm -hmm. What what makes Vince successful? Why were you reading? No. Okay. It's
1: like the listening to the. The Strangest Secret, and it talks about what success is. Okay. But I'll give you my definition. Yeah. Your definition is something like the relative progression of a worthy outcome. Yeah,
0: I mean your definition,
1: definition of success. My is um, making sure my family is good, first off. Um, making sure that I'm good spiritually and in tune with myself. Um, sticking to who I am as a person. Like, not... not you know, sticking to who I am and being comfortable with who I am and, you know, setting goals that are not only going to benefit me, but benefit my family for generations to come and just make it happen.
0: I love That's it. That's my definition of success. I love it. I think it's so important. And I'm going to be asking every guest this because I think it is so important. And I'm not even sure I really knew mine to know what your definition of success is because... Uh, for instance, my old definition of success when I was in my twenties was to be a vice president of a company and to make a hundred grand plus a year like that was success to me now, my definition of success is time equals wealth like mm-hmm. I just want time, I want businesses, I want everything moving I want to build a team so that I can have time to spend on and I'll go to that next question. Yeah. I have time to spend on my why mm-hmm. family travel, and contribution. having said that, what's your why or why's yeah. My why is to, well,
1: one, my why is my family. That's a common why for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my why is to have the time freedom, but to just focus on the things that I care about, which is improving myself, personal development, and development of others. Um,
0: I like that. I like the way you worded that.
1: My... Mm-hmm and I've been talking about this a lot because I'm manifesting it. My ideal day um, is me waking up in the morning, praying and meditating, getting my kids ready for school, send them off to school. After that, work on some personal development, like learning Spanish, right? Then maybe I spend a couple hours working on real estate, the the business. And then I spend, you know, maybe an hour or two working on impact. Mm -hmm. And after that, My kids are going to be home and I just want to spend time with them, like because they're only kids for so long. And sometimes as parents, we say that we're spending time with them. But just because you're in the same room with them, that doesn't really mean you're spending time with them. So with that time freedom, I want to really just pour into them and pour into my family and help people and travel a lot and be able to just, you know, have my passive income coming in. Um, not worried about finances to where, you know, if we want to go somewhere for three weeks, that's what we're going to do. It's not a doubt. It's not a, a second guess. This is what we want to do. We've structured our life and positioned ourselves to where we have mm-hmm. the finances and the flexibility to
0: do that. And we do it. I love it. I love it. And that's such a good point. Like we could talk about spending time with family all day long. That's great. And I trust me. I found that sometimes I do this. You know, you pick up your phone. I'm answering a work call or doing this, and my wife will call me on. I love it. She'll be like, "Are you spending time with your daughter or what?" Mm-hmm. like, yeah. You're right. Let me finish. Give me two minutes. I'm gonna finish this. I'm gonna put my phone on silent. Now I've been doing a lot silent away. Don't look at it. Sit on the ground so I'm nowhere near the phone and let her just climb all over me. But that's a good point. I mean, go out these days. Watch family dinners. Watch family. Like either the kids are on the phone or the parents on the phone. Or and I get it phones they make it that way they make it addicting i just mm-hmm. changed mine to grayscale yeah. cuz colors make you want to look at it more mm-hmm. i've deleted email off my phone and social media mm-hmm. now i got to go to a computer to look at those things like that's what i've been able to do i'm not saying i'm doing perfect at it but it's helped but yeah. you're right being uh, being uh, being present it's not even just spending time with the family but being present with the family and i know that is something i personally struggle with so i make it a point to be better at that so mm-hmm. i'm glad you mentioned that that's really important yeah. Um, last thing I want to ask you is, um, books, podcasts, um, articles, whatever it is, name one or two that I know you mentioned a little bit on this podcast, but like what, give me one or two that you would recommend.
1: Yeah. My favorite book is the alchemist. Okay. So some of you guys may have heard about that. What I love about it is I don't want to give away the whole story, but essentially it's about a kid that goes on a journey. And the journey is to accomplish a certain goal to obtain success. And when they continue to go on that journey, they learn a lot of different things. They encounter a lot of challenges. And at the end of the day, the success is not the thing or the material thing or the tangible thing that he thought it was. The success is what he learned throughout the journey.
0: Love it. That's okay. My favorite book. I love it.
1: I'm going to read it again. Um, as far as the podcast goes, I really like The Secrets to Success by um, Eric Thomas. All that's right. probably my favorite podcast.
0: I didn't know he had a podcast. I uh, mm-hmm. appreciate that. UOU was a great book. I just finished that one. But yeah. um, well, That's good to know he has a podcast. Another book, too. That okay. I, give I said one. two, but I'll give you a third. David,
1: David <laughs> uh, Goggins. Your
0: boy. <laughs> um,
1: you Can't Hurt Me is a good one. And then Never Finished. Yeah. I just listened to Never Finished a couple months ago. Don't just buy the book, listen to the audio book because it kind of has like a
0: podcast in like, it. It's awesome. Awesome. I love that. Well, Vince, I appreciate you being on the podcast today and uh, this is a great one. I hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, thanks for everything you're doing. Can't cool. wait to see you grow. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Peace.